0: Coming up on today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, which of the D-backs' top 10 prospects can make an impact this season with the ball club? Discussing all that on today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas 24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast. And- And, of course, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked On Diamondbacks YouTube channel. And... This episode is brought to you guys by a new sponsor that we are debuting on today's podcast. That is FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Man, sponsored by FanDuel? Locked On is moving up in the world and one team that is slowly but surely moving up in the baseball world is the Arizona Diamondbacks and Baseball America just recently released their list of the top 10 D-backs prospects in their organization so I want to look at that list and discuss which of those prospects can make an impact for the D-backs in 2023 and we're gonna start at the top of the list the main man of the list that is Corbin Carroll because There might not be a player more important to this D-backs team in 2023 than Corbin Carroll, at least for the future of this D-backs franchise. Maybe you can argue a Zach Gallon or Keptel Marte and a vacuum is more important to this D-backs team next season. But when you look at next season plus the future, you can definitely make the argument that Corbin Carroll is the most important player. This is someone that absolutely, Dominated the minor leagues, double A and triple A. And we know Amarillo and the Reno Aces, those are hitter friendly scenarios, but still, he put up a slash line between double A and triple A of 307, 425, 611. Nasty with 24 home runs and 31 stolen bases in just 93 games. Right now, MLB.com recently came out with a poll where they did, I think, of executives and different people of the top rookies and who they think is going to win rookie of the year, and Corbin Carroll was voted the favorite to win rookie of the year this season. And I think he's going to because you saw what he did just in the small sample size with the D-backs in 2022. He definitely flashed as to why everyone thought this guy was so good, why everyone thought this is a real game changer that the D-backs were adding to their lineup and why people thought this is someone that can put the team on his back and be a foundational piece in that lineup because in that small sample size last year, a 260 average, 830 OPS, four home runs, only 32 games, just looked really comfortable out there. Looked like the fastest player in baseball because according to StatCast, when you look at sprint speed, that's what Corbin Carroll is. And this is someone, Corbin Carroll, who I just talked about his importance. I don't think he has to be an MVP candidate in 2023. I don't think that is the trajectory of Corbin Carroll this season. I don't think he has to show us all the talent and his entire ceiling in his rookie season. But guess what? Corbin Carroll does have to flash this season. He definitely flashed in the 32 games he played uh, last year with the D-backs. But in 2023, we need at least 140 games of Corbin Carroll. And we don't need him to look like the MVP, but we need Corbin Carroll to flash the hype. Corbin Carroll is one of the most important players in this D-backs organization and it's because Corbin Carroll was sold to us as a blue chip prospect, right? A guy that can't miss. A guy that if you're trading away the prospect talent of a Corbin Carroll, it's for a player like a Juan Soto in return, other players of that caliber. Like if the D-backs were to trade a Corbin Carroll as a prospect, you're doing that in a major package, right? If the D-backs before this past season want to go after Shohei Ohtani, you start with the Corbin Carroll because he's a great piece to put on the table and he's someone that other GMs would definitely want. And it's a reason why when we look at the D-backs this past off there's been a lot of discussion around those D-backs outfielders, the Jake McCarthy's, of course, we saw Dalton Varsho get traded. Still some rumors that Alec Thomas can be moved, but one player, That was never mentioned in rumors. One player that we were told was untouchable was Corbin Carroll because of the ceiling and the talent he possesses. But guess what? This is why he's so important to this D-backs team this season and the future. Because if Corbin Carroll does not work out, if he's just a quick flash in the pan, a quick pan and not actually the talent that he's been sold to us, what do the D-backs do as, as an organization? Do you just wait for the Drew Jones and the Jordan Lawlers. Of course, the D-backs are going to give Corbin Carroll, you know, a couple years before they decide if he's a bust or not. But I'm just saying, Corbin Carroll needs to flash this year and look good and look like an above average major leaguer. If Corbin Carroll has a season where he plays 140 games or whatever, basically plays a full season of games, and he just puts up a 240 average, steals like I don't know, 15 bases, 12 home runs, not really driving in guys or runners in the bases, always seems to have double play balls or strike out at the worst times or can't even get those sacrifice hits to go. Like If nothing goes Corbin Carroll's way this season, of course the D-backs are going to give him more opportunity beyond 2023, but that would be a bad start to Corbin Carroll's career. That would be a bad start to trying to sell to these D-backs fans that you're moving in the right direction. You're trying to build towards something slowly which is a championship team and Corbin Carroll is kind of sold to us as the first piece of that maybe one day D-backs 2030 World Series champion because Corbin Carroll right now is the top D-backs prospect. He is on the major league level. He's already flashed a little bit in 2022 and We all have dreams of Corbin Carroll's and the Drew Jones and the Jordan Lawler's all in the lineup, all looking like all-stars, all looking like Hall of Famers, and it all starts with Corbin Carroll. Those dreams all start with Corbin Carroll, and if he doesn't work out, that's going to be a big wrench in the D-backs' plans for the future to build a true World Series contender, and then it's like... If Corbin Carroll doesn't look good after two to three to four years, do you trade a Corbin Carroll? Do you relegate him in terms of um, his stature in the lineup? Like, I I don't know what you would do if you're Mike Hazen. Mike Hazen probably doesn't stick around with the D-backs if players like Corbin Carroll don't hit, don't develop. And that would just be such a black mark on this organization if someone that's billed as highly touted as Corbin Carroll is not able to develop and hit his ceiling that's where organizations usually go wrong when you when, when you sell your fans all these top prospects about how they're going to make an impact in your organization and because of it you don't really make moves in the offseason to get better like we've seen with the D-backs where they don't really spend money on big time free agents they're not really trying to sign someone for 10 to 20 million they're just trying to do those deals around the margins it's because they have players like Corbin Carroll who they expect to step in and develop and be potential all-stars and be potential building blocks. And if those guys don't hit after you're ready, waste multiple off-seasons of not signing established veteran major leaguers, that's where you get lost as a franchise. So Corbin Carroll has to work out for the D-backs because he's the first domino to fall of these top prospects that the D-backs are going to be calling up over the next couple of years. And if he doesn't hit, it's going to be hard for D-backs fans to have trust in the Drew Jones and the Jordan Lawlers of the world. But if you want to bet on Corbin Carroll taking home Rookie of the Year in 2023, you need to head to FanDuel Sportsbook, new overlay, new betting sponsor. And it's only the best FanDuel because the NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy, of course. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. They got it all. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Guess what? The same-game parlay is my little cheat code. I'll do something crazy where it's like, I'll take LeBron 25 points, MB 25 points, and Durant 25 points. Parlay, I guess that's not same-game parlay, but I'll just parlay all three of those together. Because, like, how are those three guys not going to get 25 points each, guaranteed money in my pocket, all on an app that's safe? secure, and let me tell you, super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at fanduel.com slash Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. right all right all right let's get back into the podcast let me put my name overlay back on for my youtube audience of course and let's continue this Coleman carroll of course checked in at number one on baseball america's top 100 prospects for the d-backs and checking in at number two brandon fat and i believe brandon fat will make an impact for the d-backs in 2023 but I think we have to temper our expectations with Brandon Fat because he, of course, is coming off a fantastic minor league season that just has you oohing and on. Because when you see 200 plus strikeouts, the first man to do it, I think since Matt Moore in like 2010, 2011, like it's been over a decade since someone's had the kind of strikeout season that Brandon Fat has had. But I don't want that to make our expectation levels way too crazy for Fat. He's still considered probably at the very best, maybe a number two, probably more likely a number three, and I do think he will get opportunity and have a chance to make an impact with the D-backs in 2023. That's why we're talking about him. That's why he's on this list, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start the season with the D-backs. Like He's going to come into spring training. He's going to have a chance to crack the opening day roster, and if he does, he will be eligible for that prospect promotion incentive for the D-backs, but um, even if he doesn't make the roster opening day I do expect Brandon Fat to not stay in the minor leagues too long maybe it's an Alec Thomas treatment where he spends a month in the minor leagues and if he's looking good get the call up right away maybe it takes an injury to a Zach Davies or Madison Bumgarner maybe it's performance based from a Davies or Madison Bumgarner or one of the other pitchers in the rotation or maybe they just want to wait to the all-star break or something like that but I would be shocked if Bren Fatt didn't make the roster and was never called up at any point this season. I don't think you have to worry about that. I do think he'll be called up at some point the, during this season because he started last year in A and then was called up to AAA. So he's already got a taste of AAA. And you know what's after A? The major league level, someone with a double fastball. He's got the slider. He's got the changeup. This guy's like 6'4", too big dude on the mound fastball not super hard usually around 92 to 94 but can top out at 96 but then you also have that two seam fastball which he just recently learned great command on his fastball also has a slider and change up that he that he uses to work the glove on the arm side of the plate, keeps the hitters off balance, and he uses those two pitches against both righties and lefties, which makes him so deadly, keeps those guys off balance, and it's a big reason why he's able to put up such monstrous strikeout numbers and was able to do it both between A AA and A. So, Brendan Fat, he's someone that I think will compete for a rotation spot in spring training. I don't think he'll probably get one. If he got one, shucks. That means he's really damn good, and I, I'm not putting... Crazy expectations on Brandon Fatt. I just want to see what he can look like, and I do think we'll get a taste of him in 2023, In 2023, and I do think he will make a pretty big impact on this team next season. Good or bad, I think when we looked at the fan graphs, Zip's projections like a month ago, Brandon Fatt was projected to be like the second best pitcher behind Zach Allen. So this is someone with uber upside, uber talent, and can probably be slotted right into that middle of the rotation if he ever hits his ceiling. The next guy on the Baseball America list, the top 10 that will make an impact for the D-backs this season, checks in at number five on Baseball America's top 10 list, and that is Dre Jamison, someone who we already saw flash in 24 innings last season, looked really good, and this is someone that's really... When you look at his weight, he's only listed at like 165, 170. Like he's lighter than me at six foot. So he's like an inch taller than me as well. But even with that being said, he still has a four seamer that sits around 95 to 98. Can top out at 100. Also has a two seamer. I think it's Dre Jameson that recently learned the two-seamer, not Brandon Fapp. This is someone that can also keep his stuff up as he goes later into the games. It's not until he hits around 75, 80 pitches where you start to see his stuff start to diminish a little bit. And what makes Dre Jameson so interesting is that sinker slider like a brand of fat. He likes to throw it to both sides of the plate. Also has a changeup and curveball. He's got like a five pitch arsenal. He doesn't throw the changeup and curveball as much, but when he does, at least last season, the small sample size on major league level, he typically threw it to lefties. This is someone when you look at that slider, big put away pitch for Dre Jamieson. Forty six percent of the swings against that pitch came up empty. And then what also made him interesting is the fact that he can induce a lot of ground balls, which I absolutely love. I don't like dudes who are mainly ground ball pitchers because usually those guys are like the Tyler Gilberts who are topping out at 88 miles per hour on your fastball. But when you have a guy like Dre Jameson who could top out at 100 miles per hour with his fastball, also throws a nasty sinker, led to that 56% ground ball rate, also uses a slider as a put-away pitch like... Of the fat Ryan Nelson combination, like Dre Jameson might have the highest upside and ceiling. Even though we saw that fantastic season from Brandon Fat, Dre Jameson might be the one with the high ceiling because of the ability to both swing and miss and induce ground balls. Very high ceiling as a starter. He'll probably get like Brandon Fat, Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson. Like all these guys I think will get opportunity in their starting rotation at first. And then if it doesn't work out for them, they will probably be moved to the bullpen and then see if there could be a long reliever, maybe a closer, maybe a setup guy. I don't know, but I'm just so excited to see all these D-backs young starting pitchers and Dre Jameson and Brendan Fat right now are the two at the top of the D-backs top 10 prospect list with Fat at number two, Dre Jameson at number five. And, of course, if we're talking prospects, you need to check out the Locked on MLB Prospects show with host Lindsey Crosby because Lindsey is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's see number six on this list. Which is Ryan Nelson, who just like Dre Jameson, another guy who flashed last year with the D back, just dominated when he got called up. And what was so fun about Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, and their small sample sizes last year, yes, they both pitched 24 innings pitch or less, but they both just straight up dominated in the starts that they did had. And they both did it against quality competition. Like both of them basically made like a majority of their starts against the West, against the Giants, the Padres, the Dodgers. Like it's insane. How those two, I actually can't remember off the top of my head if either of those guys faced the Dodgers, but like Ryan Nelson faced the Padres twice and the Dodgers once and just dominated those three teams. So when you look at the, the Dre Jameson and the Ryan Nelson from last year, it's no wonder why we're so excited for them for this upcoming season because we saw them put in work against the NOS. Then we got guys like Brandon Fack coming up right after them. Makes it really exciting for this D back's young rotation and bullpen. And Ryan Nelson. Fastball sits around 95 to 97 miles per hour. But the issue is that velocity usually is in early games, the first three to four innings. It's usually in that mid to upper 90s. Around the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, that's where the velo starts to drop a little bit. He's more of a 93, 94, 95 kind of a guy. Started to mix in his secondary pitches. Once that fastball is not clicking anymore, because this is someone that threw like 75 Plus percent fastballs last season has a slider and a changeup as well as secondary pitches, but he needs to add more velocity to those pitches because right now they're just not as fast as you would want them to be. Because when you throw like a 97 mile per hour fastball and then like your slider or changeup is only coming in at 84, like that's a big discrepancy. So he needs to make it, he, he needs to work on the mystique of those pitches a little bit more. So when they follow up that fastball, it looks a little bit better also has the curveball, which he actually used the second most times last year, but people seem to think his slider is his best secondary pitch, so wonder how he's going to divvy up those secondary pitches after that fastball because he probably needs to work in a little bit more. He can't just be fastball heavy like Ryan Nelson was last year. Of course, Brent Strom is working with Ryan Nelson to get that velo up. He flashed, he looked good in the three starts he had last year, but long term, he's probably the guy that I feel is most like a reliever just because of the love for fastballs and the fact that that fastball velocity starts to tailor off as he pitches later into a game. I like Ryan Nelson a lot. I think he's really good. He's another dude who's like six foot three, big dude. Like most of these D backs pitchers are like above six foot, athletic, like really strong backgrounds and profiles and Ryan Nelson is another one of those guys and Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, because they both debuted like at the same time last year, they just seem to be, they just seem like they're going to be connected and tethered together at least for the next couple years. Whenever I think of Ryan Nelson, I'm going to think of Dre Jameson and vice versa. So I kind of want to see them, like I know Brandon Fatt's going to compete for a rotation spot in spring, but I want to see the season start with Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson in the rotation since they got to and last year in the rotation, they both look good. I want to see them perform as well as they can for as long as they can in the rotation. And then if one of them starts to struggle, then we might rotate in a Brandon Fat or somebody else and then maybe move a Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson to the bullpen. But of all these prospect pitchers that I'm going to talk about today, I think Ryan Nelson's probably the best guy to be a closer because of that fastball falling off late, I want to just come in the 8th or ninth inning and just throw gas. See if he could get that fastball velo back to 88-99. He should be, or maybe even 100. It's something where he tried to change his mechanics before last offseason. He lost some ticks on his fastball, but if he could get back to 99-100 consistently, just come in and be one of those flamethrower relievers that throw, you know, 18 pitches in their outing and 14 of them are fastballs, and that's what you got to do to get a couple punch outs and close out the inning. I don't mind those relievers at all when they're effective, and Ryan Nelson can be one of those guys. So I'm all in on the Ryan Nelson trade for train for 2023. And then the last top 10 prospects on baseball America's list that can make in that can make an impact for the D-backs this season is Blake. Walston, who is another lanky guy. I believe he's like six foot something. Maybe I should look up his weight and height real quick because I believe he's just another one of those guys that's like a freak athlete, long and lanky. Yeah, listed six foot five, one seventy five. So another dude who is skinnier than me, despite being bigger, but. Walston is really interesting because he has three pitches that are kind of graded above average in terms of swing and miss potential that fastball that curveball and that slider fastball sits in the low 90s but he can go up to 97 when he wants for that strikeout a wicked mid-70s curveball and when you look at blake Walston, Last season, it was a tale of two halves. He was not very good to start the first half last year. Some of it was the fact that he plays in hitter-friendly ballparks, but he also just had to work out some things with his mechanics, and then he came back after the minor league all-star break and looked like a new dude and a big reason why so many people are very high on Blake Walston because those final 10 starts he had last year went 5-0, a 2 8 9 60 strikeouts, so only 17 walks, and 56 innings strikeout rate that went from 21.6% to 26.4% and he cut down his walk rate the reason why we will see Blake Walston in 2023 is because he will be eligible for the Rule 5 draft after the season and of course the D-backs can never call him up and still protect him at the Rule 5 draft but I do think you want a little flash in the pan get a little Dre Jameson Ryan Nelson type season out Blake Walston he might not he might not be called up until like August, September, but when he does call get called up, he will get a couple opportunities. I do think he'll make a few starts for this D-backs team in 2023. If he at least flashes something, like a 4-7 year Ray, where he gets a bunch of punch outs, maybe he gets some walks as well. But if he flashes a little bit of something, the D-backs will probably protect him in the Rule 5 draft. Another high upside guy, like dude who is 6'5 with multiple pitches that can be put away punch out pitches and a guy who is... Still continuing to get better, you're not just going to let a guy like that walk away in a rule five draft. He's only 21 years old, going to be 21 when the season starts. This is still a baby. Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, like both of those guys are like 25. I think Brandon Fatt's like 24. Blake Walston he's only 21 he just was able to start drinking legally at a bar this year in America so I'm not going to give up on him just yet I don't think the well of course I'm not going to but I don't think the D-backs are going to just let him walk in the Rule 5 draft without ever seeing him on the big on the big league level so best believe Blake Walston will have some kind of impact on this D-backs team in 2023 now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks News Coverage Insight. Should be talking to Sully Baseball, hopefully. Our schedules have been messed up all week, so hopefully we can talk to Sully Baseball tomorrow. As always, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day, the Lockdown MLB Prospects Show, with host Lindsey Crosby, available wherever you get your podcasts. Stay safe, stay healthy. No, soon.